He is not a she. It's important to you and me. It's the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 263. Hey there, Tony here, and you're listening to the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, the number one Rhyme and Reason Podcast in all of existence. That's, I think I can say that. Yeah, I just did. And I'm going to be talking about he, she stuff today. An article popped up on my radar this morning, and I couldn't help but believe how far-fetched it would have sounded just a few short decades ago. I mean, the whole piece centered on, air quotes, acceptable pronouns we can or can't use for others. A professor at the University of Toronto prefers to be called they instead of he, and the article used nearly 900 words to defend that position. And talk about eye-roll content. Oh, yeah, yeah, my eyes rolled up in my head. Well, the male, male, male professor is a man, man, man. He is not a she or a they or even an it, although I'm more tempted to use it because of how ridiculous it is to know this guy is an actual professor. And this all relates to why I actually started even writing about this today because of how many Christians use the wrong pronoun to describe the church. The church is the body of Christ, and he is not a she. There, I said it, okay? He is not a she. Can we agree on that? I mean, come on. That should be enough right there to stop using pronouns like she and her to describe the church. Sure, I know it's popular to call the body of Christ the church these days. And it isn't wrong, but it's clearly evident how that neutralizes who the church is. It's the body of Christ. And Christ, is he a woman? (laughs) That question right there, is he a woman? You should be able to immediately and emphatically say no. I saw a link from a, a guy I'm connected to on a social media channel, and he's very prominent in certain Christian circles. Uh, this link led to a YouTube video, and the title was Rethinking Church. Hmm. So I clicked the link and watched the video, which was a repurposed podcast recording. And that's okay, that's good. It puts the uh, information in two different uh, channels, and that's good. But somewhere in the middle of the recording, a glaring contradiction just jumped out at me. The guy was given a speech or uh, a sermon to a church, and he mentioned it was about 10 years ago, and he kept referring to the church as she and her. But then he pointed out how the church can't be separated from Christ because he is the church all Christians are a part of. We're all part of his body. These are things he said in his sermon. And and if he cannot and is not supposed to be separate from the church, Jesus Christ, Well, how can the church be a she or a her? And I'll give bonus points if you wanted to shout, he can't just then. That's right, he can't. He is not a she, and he tells us that over and over again. If you're a Christian, you know the Bible is God's word, right? All right. So if God expressly says Jesus is a man, we can accept that, no questions asked, right? Right. And if God says Jesus is his son, we can know without a doubt that God had no daughters, right? 
Right. And if God describes himself as he or him or the man, there's no way he can be a she. Right? Right. Why is this important to you and me? Because Jesus designed everything and he made things dependable. He wants us to know how we work and and how our world works and how our universe works. You're not an accident. You're not the product of random chance. Time and dirt did not make you. Jesus did. And he wants you to grow and learn forever. But you can't do that when even the simplest things perplex you. Like what pronoun to use for a man or a woman. Now, are you uncertain, unclear, unsure whether a man is a man or a woman is a woman? Or what pronouns to use? Well, if you are, then you might be in danger of eternal existence apart from your living, loving creator. If that doesn't scare you, it should. Because you'll be a universe of one where you will forever wish you had acknowledged you were either a he or a she who trusted Jesus. Point, game, set, match. Little tennis analogy there for you. That does it for this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Rhyme and Reason podcast and get it delivered to your player directly without having to go look for individual episodes. You can find me on iTunes and Acast and Stitcher and Player.fm and, gosh, a whole bunch of other places. Just, you know, if your favorite one doesn't have it, let me know and I'll make sure that it gets over there. And also be sure to jump on the one-of-kind Rhyme and Reason bandwagon and you'll get some free stuff right away delivered to your inbox, and you'll, you'll be up on things without having to go look for it, you know, at TonyFunderburk.com. And um, I think that just about uh, does all of that for us. So, um, oh, but be sure to share with everyone you know, because you don't want to keep all this good stuff all to yourself, right? Okay. And until next time, remember that there is a rhyme and reason to life, because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for you.